Hello and welcome into this episode of the Esports Network podcast and of the College Esports Quick Take presented by Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we are talking youth esports and coaching in youth esports, some of the positive impacts of that. To do that, I have Jay Melamed, the CEO of XP League. XP League is an esports league that is modeled after classic youth sports organizations with the goal of making it easy for parents and kids to understand their programming. The organization focuses on teaching life skills like sportsmanship and teamwork through esports. And the XP League has also partnered with the Positive Coaching Alliance. It's a, nas- it's a nationwide nonprofit dedicated to building a positive and impactful environment in youth sports and now expanding to esports as well. In addition to Jay, we also have Marty Reed, National Partnerships and Marketing Manager from the Positive Coaching Alliance on the show. Jay, Marty, thank you for joining. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Excited to be here. I think this will be a really interesting conversation. We haven't talked much about youth sports and uh, or youth esports for that matter, but we have talked a lot about positive benefits of in-person esports. And I think this is... uh, the two companies are really at that core of why this matters and why this is especially important. So Jay, I wanted to start with you. What are some of the positive benefits of having youth esports and having in-person uh, community-driven youth esports for kids? Yeah, there's there, there's so many. Um, so one of the reasons, I'll just give you a quick background. One of the reasons we started uh, XP League was we have, you know, my personal experiences. I, I have a son who loves playing video games, um, spends a a ton of time playing, very competitive, um, has played in tournaments, but he's missing out in that interaction with other kids and and more importantly, missing out on the team aspect and coaching that you would receive in a conventional youth sports setting. And then looking into esports for uh, kids as a whole, what you start finding out is that there really isn't an opportunity for kids that are not, I mean, in high school, they do have, obviously there's play versus and there's high school esports league, but there aren't a lot of opportunities for in-person sports and and team-based esports organizations for kids in the elementary and middle school range. And so the positive impacts that, that I've seen is this level of confidence building, this level of interaction that they don't have um, outside of this, you know, we would see kids who at, at home when they're playing on Fortnite and, and, uh, and Overwatch and they're competing, um, you'd see that, you know, the chats become a, a kind of a, a toxic space, but when they're playing in person and they're, and, and they're on a team, you know, the chats start becoming a, you know, it's, it, it, they, they kind of work each other up in, in a positive way. And, you know, you know, everything's G, you know, GLHF and, and, and GGs all around. And, um, it, it really changes that dynamic. What we also saw was this positive, uh, effect on the interpersonal relationships with kids who tend to be pretty introverted, starting to really come out of their shell to the, to, to the point where they started having their own impromptu uh, team practices on Discord. Uh, you know, my son's team, one night I woke up at uh, 11 o'clock because I heard a, a noise come from downstairs. And, you know, my 11-year-old son is up and on Overwatch and Discord with his team because they wanted to, uh, they wanted to put some extra practice time in. 
That's awesome. I love that. You know, I, I think back to trying to put myself in the shoes of uh, a kid around that age. And I was playing a bunch of youth sports. And that was also the heyday of the Halo and Call of Duty lobbies, which were just probably some of the most toxic places the gaming has ever existed. And I think about the discrepancy between playing youth sports with my friends in generally positive environments. We were competitive, of course. And then being on those lobbies and just having this really toxic and we were taking it that seriously people cared about their kd but there wasn't nearly the ranked progression levels of toxicity we have or we see today in a lot of these spaces and it's just such a stark discrepancy between online ranked play and what the benefits people can get from uh, being in person and having a coach which brings us over to you marty why are coaches on a very general level important uh, play an important role for young kids, both in sports and in esports. Hmm. That's a great question. I think um, coaches are extremely powerful in the impact that they have on the trajectory of a child's life, especially when it comes to competitive environments. Um, at Positive Coaching Alliance, our mission is really to um, help improve the culture of youth sports. And we believe that it can provide a positive, inclusive environment that develops social and emotional skills um, and really mold character and prepare them for competition and in life beyond. So if you're just going into a sports environment only focused on, you know, the X's and O's and wins and losses, you're really not taking advantage of this influential platform. And it would be a huge missed opportunity. So we really want to develop coaches and we call them double goal coaches, a coach who focuses on two goals. One is winning and competing. We think that's important. That's also a life lesson. And the second more important goal is, you know, developing the character of the youth and the athletes that you're coaching. So um, it's very powerful. We, we think um, kids can have a huge, powerful, positive experience, but they also can have a negative experience in sports, you know, if, if coaches aren't intentional. Um, so that's really what our mission is about. We want kids to leave programs with positive memories and not nightmares. So, I mean, in my personal experience, I've had really great coaches and I've also had some negative coaches. Um, I, I, I played softball in college. I played at UCLA, won a championship there. So I was a highly competitive athlete all my life. And um, I have, you know, experiences from both sides of things. So I, I really understand how important it is to be that positive coach and really have that impact on a, on a kid's life. Yeah, I think anybody who spent a lot of time in traditional sports worlds has uh, very positive memories and some quite negative memories. You know, I still think about lessons I learned from my soccer and basketball coaches, and I uh, might have some for my baseball coach if he didn't force me out of the sport after one season because I hated him so much. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> right, right. And that's, you know, that's not a as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm quitting this. And it's like, no, this coach really pushed me out of this. And I was nine. I was 10 years old. And uh, I was like, I want to be a pitcher. He's like, no, you can't pitch. I'm like, I'm 10. How is right. this going to yeah. be doing it? And I made a pledge from a very young age. I think I was in high school. And I was like, whenever I have kids, I am going to coach as many of their teams as possible because great. I know that it's something that is difficult to do. And I want to make sure that the lessons that my kids are being taught uh, come from a good place. It's a lot of, uh, they just have a very formative spot in kids' lives. And, you know, the lessons they teach stick there for a very long time. 
So Jay, why do you want to partner with the Positive Coaching Alliance? Why do you want to make sure that those environments also existed uh, in XP League? Yeah, so actually, um, your your story or, and, and your desire is exactly why. Our coaches are parent coach volunteers or community um, folks who, who are interested in, in being a part of this. So it's all, it's all volunteer coaching. And so I wanted to make sure that we didn't have uh, your baseball coach as one of our parent coaches. And we didn't want anybody who's too intense because this is, you know, this is recreational. We're talking about kids in the seven to 15 range. Um, mm-hmm. And so while we do have, we're, we're split into two programs, there's XP gold and XP silver. XP gold is for the, the kids who are on the more competitive side. So there is an actual, um, you know, highly competitive component to this, but for the most part, it's very recreational. And so we wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure that we had a program in place that not only trained the parent volunteer in, you know, strategy and maps and uh, all the components to, you know, how to how to evaluate which kids should be the tank and which kids a, a DPS and and all those pieces about actually being involved in the gameplay. I wanted to make sure that they knew how to coach, and uh, I had some experience with the PCA from uh, my son played uh, golf. U.S. Kids Golf is partnered with. Um, with PCA, actually, uh, PCA has partnered with a lot of really fantastic organizations, and I'm so privileged and excited that that XP League is a part of that family. Um, and so, looking into their certification program and making it a requirement it's not it's not an option. This isn't you know our our coaches can't. Uh, it's not that they have access to it if they'd like. In, in order to be a coach and be involved with XP League, you have to complete the double goal certification. Um, and it's a really great program. They talk about, uh, you know, they, there's a honor the game component where when you start talking about the areas specifically in, um, in esports, when you're thinking through the honor component, that's, that's that, that negative toxicity issue we talked about before where, you know, there's a lot of trash talk and, you know, gg easies and, and stuff like that that you want to you, you want to take out of it i mean and and also having the coaches understand that like a, a, a nine-year-old kid who's who tells another nine-year-old kid gg easy that hurts his feelings that's not like that that's a bigger deal than than you know me i'm i'm, I'm 42 and the first time i heard that i was like what do you mean he just said good game easy and my son was you know practically in tears mm-hmm. um and so understanding that 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 all goes on and, and this honoring the game, part of that component is honoring the opponent, right? And so mm-hmm. the PCA teaches uh, the coaches how to translate that to their players so that they understand that at the other side of that keyboard is another kid just like them who's doing their best to be there and, and, and play and compete with them. And if they weren't there, there wouldn't be a game. And so, you know, you, you've got to respect them and you've got to, you've got to honor that. Right. Right. And I just wanted to add to that. I mean, when we look at our opponents, we say a worthy opponent makes us better. You know, we want to be challenged. We want to grow and get better at whatever skill set, right. That you're working on, but we don't want to demonize our opponent. They show up and they're, they're working hard just like we are. So we, we encourage coaches to teach honoring the game and respecting our opponent because they do make us better when they come to compete um, and they compete hard. So um, that was just a great 
point that you made. And we are very excited about this partnership with XP League. We hadn't partnered with any esports on a national scale before. And so this has been truly amazing, knowing that they are devoted and emphasizing social emotional learning and sportsmanship values within their program um, and in their foundation. So we're excited to be a part of that. Absolutely. I'm curious, uh, Jay, as you bring up things like GG Easy, it, I forget that esports has its own jargon and this different level of trash talk that uh, doesn't exist in the same way in traditional sports. You think of things like acronyms, things that can be really damaging acronyms like KYS, which is still uh, way too common in some ranked lobbies. Now, most people censor it, but there was a time when that wasn't happening. Uh, and there's also things like spamming quick chats that are toxic. If you're playing Rocket League and they spam what to save, what to save, what to save, uh, that could be really yeah. damaging as well. How do you help prepare coaches for this new world of trash talk? When you see something like GG Easy and you're like, what, what does that mean? Oh, like that was like good natured trash talk. And then your kid is really hurt. How do you help prepare coaches who might not be familiar with the scene about esports trash talk and the different forms that can take? So, um, the XP League model is it, it, so we're a franchise. I don't know if uh, if I, we discussed that or not, but so we're, we're a franchise model, and one of the things that we provide to our owners, which we call league commissioners, uh, on a weekly basis, are coaching guides. And so every week, the, the coaches that they have with them um, will receive a practice guide, practice manual, which you know will give them. Um, strap plans for that map that they're going to be playing that week, the topics that they want to go over with the kids. Uh, they'll have a sportsmanship value of the week. And in that, they're also, um, we go through a training on all of the uh, acronyms that we know of anyway. Um, and and we actually, so our program director, his name is Julian Torres. He's a fantastic uh, guy and, and really understands esports. I mean, he's He's got some, uh, he calls himself the Fortnite God and, uh, and kids get a kick out of that. Um, and then he also, he, he also has a ridiculously high standing on Overwatch um, and has spent probably more time uh, playing competitive Overwatch than, you know, I have doing just about anything in my life. Definitely. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, kids are spending a ton of times on these online platforms. That's why I think it's really important to make sure that those are positive environments instead of uh, taking my parents' approach, which is just get off the video game. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's try and encourage it and also make sure we understand what's going through those headphones. When you're sitting up there and you're playing, I wasn't the most active participant in trash talk when I was playing, but I was still consuming it all through the lobby. And I think it's really important for parents to be understanding what these environments are like and the possible downsides that come with it. Marty, yeah, from absolutely. your perspective, how do you help transition lessons that you teach to traditional coaches into esports environments? Yeah, and that's something that we are also still learning, and it's a work in progress. But um, I think it's important to, you know, acknowledge those feelings that um, kids are having, especially when uh, it's not as easy to control it when it's, um, you know, behind a computer screen or in a chat box and things like that. But um, we try to focus on the honor of the game principle. We try to focus on filling the emotional tank and making sure that coaches are setting that example um, and modeling the type of behavior that they want to see more. So we try to set up, you know, even um, 
systems of rewarding the type of behavior that we want to see. So when you're seeing people call out each other in a positive way, feeling their teammates, we say feeling the emotional tank, showing appreciation or giving those positive shout outs and things like that. We want to honor those and, um, you know, reward them so we can see more of it. So we're trying to set the culture and the tone where that becomes the norm and um, hopefully starts to block out that other noise and that negativity. So it starts with leading by example and taking that time to learn what those, you know, acronyms are and what those, you know, negative talk um, that, that could slide through the cracks. So as we're learning it and we're trying to combat it with, um, you know, focusing on the positive side of things. So Mitch, real quick, if, uh, if I can add to that, um, Marty brought up a really good point. One of the things that uh, XP League is it does to set up our our teams and how to qualify. Um, so, the, so the way that it's set up is since we have a bunch of different divisions, we have a regional tournament and then we have a, a North American final, um, which will be in August of next year. Um, and the way that they qualify for regionals is not on their team. They do it individually. And so they get points uh, XP points, um, for wins, they get XP points for, uh, plays in the game, play of the game, things like that. But one of the things that they also gain XP points uh, is for modeling positive behavior and modeling sportsmanship values. And so whatever the sportsmanship value of the week that we set out on the, uh, during practice for the coach to, to go over with the kids, when they, display and model that on game day, they actually get a physical coin. They get an XP coin um, and and they collect those. And those, those coins are points. And when we're pulling the kids together for qualifying for the actual regional team that will go up against, you know, the guys in North Carolina will be going up against uh, the guys in from Monterey, California um, or, or whatever. And we do it by looking at how many XP points they gain during the season. So you could have two kids who are equally good skill-wise and competition-wise, but one of them is just really exemplifies the sportsmanship and the conduct that we want to see in a, in a well-rounded player. And they would have a much better chance of making it on the regional team than the kid who is just focused on his game and not focused on filling the emotional tanks of his teammates and being this you know, a positive role model. It's great to have added ways of, uh, don't want to call it gamifying it, but just to, to reward kids and make sure that they realize that, hey, when you do good things, we're recognizing that. You know, It's not just going into an ether because it's very easy to have the negative people take over and uh, that negativity then spreads throughout an entire gaming career i see plenty of it whenever i play ranks game anywhere even i was playing casual game last night and somebody's being toxic i was like what's going on in your life that you've decided <laughs> on this casual game to start spamming things and throwing i don't understand you mm -hmm. uh but i think that's something that's sort of trickled up through early gaming environments and so uh that's something i want to ask you about is you know as we look towards the future of esports we're seeing all these college leagues pop up, uh, a bunch of high school leagues. You mentioned Play Versus, the High School Esports League. Electronic Gaming Federation has high school esports. How can youth esports help uh, put gamers in a better environment to then 
continue their gaming career in high school and even into colleges and potentially into some level of of pro play in the future. How do you think uh, the XP League and youth esports in general can help prepare the next generation of esports players? So I think it it gives them an opportunity to participate in it and see if it's you know a good fit for them and also develop those skills and those the the positive training habits, uh, especially in in a in a manner like what we do at XP League, where we have the kids stretch and we make sure they take a water break and and we treat it as if uh, you know, they're athletes, you know, they're esports athletes, and so we want them to to focus on it as if they were running a marathon or, or doing any other uh, type of physical activity. And so, you know, I, you hear about. Um, gamers who are pro level or competitive gamers who suffer um, carpal tunnel syndrome issues or other uh, back uh, problems from poor posture and they move into ergonomics and they start it really late. And so what we try to do is we try to show this to them early so that uh, they won't have those issues as they as they develop into it. But also a conversation that I had with some of the folks um, in, in the scholarship world and um, actually had a conversa- conversation with one of our partners, which is AIM Lab about this uh, this combine program that they're putting together and the difficulties universities have of finding talent and recruiting. And so I think this helps fill the pipeline into high school esports. It'll be something that, you know, the more kids that are playing this in elementary and middle school and, and looking at it as a sport, it also gives the parents buy-in. And I think that's one of the missing pieces. Because if a high school kid comes home and says, hey, mom, dad, uh, I, I want to play on the esports team. The parents think, well, what are you, you're just going to hang out at school a little bit later and play video games with your friends, whatever. You know, that's, you know, it is what it is. Do, go ahead. Or, or, don't, or, or you could be the parents like, no, I don't want you doing that because I, I want you focused on your studies and I want you focusing on, on athletics. Well, studies have shown that the kids who participate in esports at school actually do better. And, and, you know, it, it, there's all these studies that, uh, that are coming out now that they have some, some data on it where, um, playing games and competitive esports helps with, uh, cognitive function and, and memory and perception and, and all that sort of, uh, all the, those sort of benefits. So I think being able to get to the parents, when the kids are younger and showing them this positive outcome that can, that can come from this and taking something that the kids want to do and are going to do anyway. I mean, I think I read that 70% of kids two to 16 are playing video games at home of some sort. And so they're going to do it regardless, offering it in a manner where it's structured. It is coach led. It is positive. Um, you know, it has a, a has a finite start and stop time. That's um, got a practice schedule. It's not just you know get on and play forever. There's there's all these little pieces of it that make it more digestible for a lot of parents, and I think that alone is mm-hmm. going to grow the game itself. I mean, I think by having parents who look at it as as something that is healthy and safe and beneficial, really opens it up um, to to grow the game going into. Uh, high school and collegiate sports, I think what you'll start seeing is the more parents that buy into it, the larger uh, the programs will be in high school, the larger the programs will be in on the collegiate side. And that's a great point. I want 
wanted to just add really quick because you mentioned the parents and the, their role and how important it is. And I mean, right now is, is a very important time to empower parents as kids are at home due to the pandemic. A lot of them can't go to school physically and be with their friends. So being at home where parents have to step in are having to step in in a role as, you know, teacher and coach and all those other things. So providing them with those necessary resources to empower moms and dads everywhere to play that role of coach and help them uh, improve um, in their skill sets um, with esports. Um, and we do focus on making sure that they're teaching, you know, focusing on effort, learning, and bouncing back after mistakes. And we think that's how kids stick to things longer when they see improvement, right? When they see themselves being able to bounce back quicker after mistakes, focusing on things that they can control. And we help um, coaches and parents, you know, focus on that process and attribute success to the process rather than just the results. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, the PCA teaches this uh, mistake ritual that you, you you get the kids to come up with a mistake ritual. So if they make a mistake, they they shake it off or they do whatever this this uh, this you know, whatever the coach decides their ritual is. So the kids actually so they acknowledge, hey, I made this mistake and that's cool. It happens. I learned from it. You know, we'll, we'll shake it off or we'll dust off our shoulder or whatever whatever our ritual is. Um, and it's uh, it it allows you know it allows you to avoid the kid who uh, makes a mistake or loses a game and smashes their controller. Right. Absolutely. It's something that you still see people being very harsh on mistakes made by teammates. And I think it helps to recognize when you yourself make a mistake to be less toxic to when your teammates then make one. The only thing you can control is yourself and you can talk with your teammates and try to communicate. But I uh, see a lot of people framing their aggression outwards. Oh, my teammate sucks. Oh, my teammate made this by this mistake and not actually taking it upon themselves and recognizing when they made a mistake. So I think that's something that anybody who spent ranked uh, time in a ranked ladder can be like, yes, you're, you want to be focusing on what you could do better, not on what your teammates can. And I think that, uh, that mantra will help that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that, that I just wanted to kind of bring up to, to talk about why, you know, you'd asked about why we got, um, you know, involved with the PCA and, and, and positive coaching and, and just coaching in general with esports at this age group, uh, a side effect that came out of it that I wasn't thinking about, but now that I've experienced it, it was just really eye-opening and exciting for, for me to be a part of. Uh, at, at our tryouts this season in one of our North Carolina locations, um, we had two young men try out who have something called SMA, which is uh, spinal muscular atrophy. And they are both confined to a wheelchair and have very limited use of their, of their limbs. Um, they both uh, have figured out a way to hold a controller. Uh, one guy is a, an amazing, amazing guy and, and really just, just a, a really good player. I mean, just a solid DPS. Uh, and he puts the controller on the table and, you know, an Xbox controller kind of holds it on the table and he holds his hands out on top of it and he's able to control it that way. And then the other player um, has more range of motion with his wrist. So he's actually he's he's got a, an easier way of, of holding it. Um, equally excellent player. Um, and these kids tried out and just had a blast. I mean, the joy that that you could see on their faces was just incredible. And so one of the moms reached out and said, um, I, I want you guys to know how, how impactful this is and how important this is, because I never dreamed 
that my son would be on a, on a team of any kind. And there's, there's no opportunity for him to be on a team. Um, and then one of the, the guys, um, and both of them are you know, 10 years old. So they're really sweet kids and just their outlook on life is just, it's unbelievable how positive they are. Um, at any rate, one of the things that, uh, one of the, the, one of the guys said to one of our coaches was, you know, this was the first time I was in a group and I didn't feel different. And that's like, whoa, like, like, you know, I was, uh, you know, tears came to my eyes when he's telling me this story because it's like, man, that's, you know, that's so impactful. And here I am thinking about building this organization for kids who, you know, don't want to necessarily play traditional sports. And so I still want them to have that sports team coach uh, experience. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't thinking about the kids who can't be a part of traditional sports. Well, that's an incredible story. It's uh, it's remarkable how there's a lot of gamers who have overcome some pretty serious disabilities to be really good. There's uh, one of my favorites is was a college player. His name was Misty Stumpy. He had a, a born with a, a birth defect on his left hand, and he was so good in the college League of Legends scene that he actually spent a brief time at uh, the contenders level underneath the golden guardians for in the league of legends championship series. And to, to see a person who's, uh, who's born with a birth defect, birth defect rise to the absolute top level of competition in the biggest esport in the world, I thought was a really incredible story. And, uh, it, it's remarkable what some people have been able to co- overcome and still be very successful in gaming environments and then to find community through it as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's so powerful. I just wanted to add, just like creating that culture of inclusivity is so important and creating an environment that's physically, emotionally, and psychologically safe for all kids um, is one of the responsibilities of a coach. And it's so important. And I think you're providing that um, environment where all kids can come together, play together, and, you know, understand and know that they belong and this provides them the opportunity to be a part of the team, be a part of a community where they know and they feel and they understand that they belong. Yeah. And esports offers uh, a really fun way of, of getting to, to deal with that in the sense that it, it's the great equalizer, right? It doesn't matter how tall you are, how strong you are, if you're a boy, if you're a girl, if you don't, you know, if you don't conform to, to gender norms, um, if you, you know, whatever your background is, whoever you are, XP league, esports, um, this world is incredibly accessible and incredibly inclusive. Uh, once you get into it, um, I think on the professional level and, and on the, uh, on the, um, recreational competitive things, I mean, obviously there's the, the little, the toxic things we talked about earlier, but once you're in it and you're involved, it's it's a pretty amazing community. I mean, I I haven't been in esports for very long, um, but my vision for XP League uh, has been so well received, and my network has grown so large and so fast because it's it's a really great community. I think there's a lot of people who remember very positive moments of growing up in youth sports, and also have very negative views of online ranked play, anonymous ranked play with other people. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about what I have 
a kid for myself? Am I going to just throw them onto Rocket League ranked? Probably not. That's probably going to have an impact on their health, and much less the voice chat ones. That's that could be even even much worse. Rocket League can be tilting just on pure quick chat and uh, the occasional message, and it's uh, something that I think is really important. And as we go forward parents who have done both who have spent time in sporting environments and have spent time on ranked play are always going to seek out the uh, more positive environment of in-person communication of uh, positive reinforcement through coaching so i think that's a great note to end up this podcast on but i want to give one final chance for both of you to talk uh, about your respective organizations marty can we start with you what should people be on the lookout for for positive coaching alliance why should some parents who are in traditional sports or in esports uh, be looking at the organization to help them be better coaches Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today and to share about Positive Coaching Alliance. You know, we just launched our new online courses. It has a new look and feel and it's mobile friendly. So um, everyone can tap into that on positivecoach.org, our new online coach or online courses. We have it for coaches. We have courses for parents. We teach the second goal parent, a parent who focuses on the second goal of teaching life lessons to their kids. And they let the coaches do the coaching and the players do the playing. Um, and um, we also have courses for athletes as well. And we call it the Triple Impact Competitor, an athlete who elevates themselves, their teammates, and the game as a whole. We're doing our best to be leaders in this educational space in youth sports. Um, and like I talked about earlier, creating environments that are inclusive, um, a culture that supports social and emotional skills, most character, and prepares kids for competition out on the, you know, playing field or, you know, in the classroom with each other, and then also in life beyond. So, so thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of this today. We are so grateful to XP League for um, working with us and making us a part of their culture as well. Thank you, Marty, for coming on. I really enjoyed uh, your perspective on coaching. And I have to say, as somebody who refed uh, youth basketball and soccer games for beer money in college, thank you for telling the parents to do the parenting, let the players do the playing, and the coaches do the coaching. Parents, we don't need you chirping when they're, when they're fourth graders. It's okay. Trust me. No, they're, they're, they're not traveling. It's we, we have specific rules. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, fun Fun times being a ref in those leagues. It's uh, just not just create a better environment for your kids. I, I promise it'll be better. And then to Jay, over to you as you are creating a better environment for kids, especially in uh, an environment that needs it a lot in youth esports. What should people be on the lookout for for XP League? Where are you guys operating right now? Where do you hope to be in the future? Well, so right now we've got uh, nine locations and we're growing very quickly. Uh, as, as we speak, but right now we're in um, Portland, Oregon area, North Austin, Texas, Monterey, California. Um, yeah, so Hillsboro. I don't know if, if, that, if you're out in Portland, but yeah, so Hill, Hillsboro, Oregon, we've got a team going out there and they're probably looking for coaches. So uh, something to think about. Um, Lone Tree, which is outside it. of Denver, a um, couple spots in the Triangle, North Carolina, uh, Hanover, Pennsylvania, and Nashville, Tennessee. If I missed anyone, I, I apologize. Um, but yeah, we're, we're actively, it's a franchise. So if, you know, any of your listeners who want to find a way to get into esports as a, uh, side hustle or as a main business, um, there is an opportunity for you to start an East, uh, an XP league division an esports division in your area, you know, so that you can actually be a part of this organization that 
you know, gets involved, gets kids doing um, the, you know, get, gets kids gaming the right way and, and puts the correct um, emphasis on the right behaviors that we want to see. Absolutely. It's an incredibly important mission. Sorry for getting super geeked out about Portland doesn't come up as often. I'm uh, born and raised in Beaverton, Oregon. Uh, so if any of my listeners, I know I have some people who are still up in that Oregon area. So Joe, look it up with that Hillsboro Esports League. If you want to do some more work in esports, some of those Hillsboro kids will certainly appreciate you if you reach out to them. So Jay, thanks so much for coming on the show. I love what you guys are doing at XP League. I think it's a really important mission. And Marty, thank you for helping coaches be better coaches, be better role models for kids uh, in both sports and now in esports as well. I had a blast talking with you both. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you.